when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Do you want to know if I've met a footballer? I've not. Well, yeah, go on. I suppose you've prepared something, so you might as well get on with it. Well, when you said prepared something, yeah, I'll tell you about a met a footballer. Oh, just an anecdote off the top of your head. Yeah. Go on. I went up to, well, it's not, I, went, I went up the Riverside last week to watch the Tottenham match. Yeah. What was the score? 2-1. Um, Think you're going to get relegated? I think that we're in the group of teams that might get relegated. <laughs> what about you? Welcome to my world, pal. Went to the Riverside for the Tottenham match. God, Tottenham are good. We're a bit out of our depth. They're anyway, very good. We are out of our They're depth. very, very good. So I was in the. I go for hospitality afterwards. I sit in. Oh, I, I sit with the fans singing. You know, come on, Bora, come on, Bora. Mm-hmm. How are lads and all that? But then afterwards, I go to get so the cars. Are do you buy? Do you buy like ten seats so that you've got like a sort of a buffer zone around where you sit so no. that no, no normals can get near you? No, it's sold out, packed out. I sit really? next to the same people. You obviously. sit next to strangers, do you? Yeah, nice okay. people they are. Right. So I went. So for Borough. I start again. I went to the top. They go, all right, Bob. All right, Bob. Hope we get a win today. I say, yeah, hope so. And anyway, so we go. I'm at the Tottenham, but I go in the lounge afterwards, so, so the cars have cleared and all that. So went to the toilet. In there is Deli Abbey, yeah, Aye. Harry Kane and Eric Dyer. Yeah, they're all in the toilets. Um, they're all wearing this is weird. This they're all wearing tight black polo necks, you know, like thin, thin yeah. ones. Tight black skinny trousers and pointy black shoes. So I, I, right. I, I, as I like, I was startled. I stood still looking at them. And Harry Kane said, "What do you want? This is a private club for Spurs players." And then Deli Ali says, "Yeah, and even if you're a Spurs player, you have to have the right club clothes on." And then Eric Dyer says, "And even if even if you're Spurs with the right clothes, you have to know the secret club password." So I said, "Well, it's come on you, Spurs." And they all look really fucked off. <laughs> Deli, Deli Ali says, "How did you know?" Then Harry says, we were going to change it anyway so you can fuck off. And I said, all right, I'm not bothered what you get up to in your, you know, whatever. What do you actually do in this club? And Delhi says, we look in the mirror mostly. And Harry says, yeah, and we sit in each other's cars. Eric says, go shopping, Snapchat quite a lot too. So I said, that like, pretend. I says, oh, wow, it sounds like really good fun, that, lads. Yeah, yeah. You know, well done, well done to you, lot. Come on, your spurs and all that. Millionaires. Anyway, at this point, there's a bang behind me. Door opens pretty quick. In comes Toby Alderfield, is it? Yeah. And Vans, Vans Vertonghen. They're strolling. They're both wearing, like, Robin Hood green tracksuits and um, trilbies. Oh, a rival club. Well, exactly, and they start yodeling. Harry Kane, angry look on his face, says, get out of this old clubhouse, we were here first. 
Toby says, we are older than you, so we say what happens around here. You might like to check your birth certificate or ask your mum. That's what we did. Debbie Ali starts crying, right? Harry puts his arm around him. And then Vans Vertonghen says, why not try the ladies? That's more in keeping with your general demeanour. <laughs> so Eric starts crying. So Harry puts his arms... It's a walkover. Yeah, and starts leading them out the toilets, you know, um... They're gone. So I said, so watch to, uh, to uh, Eric, to um, these two, Toby and Vans. I said, what, so what's your club called? And Vertonghen says, I bet you can't guess. I said, Yodel. How did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's obvious, isn't it, Andy? Because they're covering Yodel and they're dressed for it. So I just, I just got lucky and uh, I left the toilets. So all I'm saying is interesting story because it's a bit of a hint there of different factions at Spurs. So yeah. they're playing well at the moment, but we'll have to see if it eventually affects... That could really affect them. I don't know if you remember, do you remember I met the Spurs players at the Riverside the other week? You did, yeah. 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 Well, there's been a further a bit of comeback. Oh dear. I've got myself into a bit of trouble there, right? Oh dear. Tell us more. Well, I went to a charity do... In London, because with it being London, it was to raise money to serve a daft building, you know what I mean? That's been turned into a, like a newer, dafter building sort of thing. Right, yeah. So all of London's... Is it Glitterati? Glitterati? I it be, yeah. They were all there. Shane Ritchie, Liz Cundy, Bruno Taglioni, <laughs> um, Len Boardman, Fleur West, you know, the singer. No. Um, what? I've never heard of Fleur West. you never heard of... Fleur West? No. The singer off, off the... Oh, sorry, it's Fleur East, isn't it? <laughs> no, sorry. No, it's just a genuine mistake. It's Fleur East. Um, Natalie Cassidy, Alex Reid, you know, who's a quality do and lots of footballers. Cross-dressing poly- fighter. Yeah, yeah, the one who used to live in Jordan. The, the, um, <laughs> the, the, all that sort of crowd are there, so it's a proper do, proper sit-down-for-dinner thing. So, obviously, it was lamb shanks for most of the courses. But um, the time came where I needed to go to the go to the toilet. Of course, I walk in there. It's empty apart from Harry Kane and Eric Dyer, the Tottenham oh. players. Like I'm being Debbie like, Ali. No, that, that, like, I'm, like I'm being ambushed. I could do, I could sense her waiting for me. They're wearing tight black polo necks, tight black trousers, black gloves, big white pendants. You know, like pendants around the neck, right? In the shape of like hearts. And it yeah. says, straight away, Harry says, we've been waiting for you, Baldy, says Harry. You've made a big mistake coming here. You gave away the name of our secret club last week and we are furious, to say the least. It's so think, Ooh, whoops, big mistake here. Eric Dyer chirps in. Yes, we had to change our secret club name, which is very inconvenient. Key rings, membership cards, club wallets, the list just goes bloody on and on. <laughs> But you will, you will never guess the new name unless you have special skills like Darren Brown or Ali Bongo, and we doubt that you do have very much that you have those skills. So I, I shouldn't have really. I said, "All right, is it the White Hearts?" You know, because oh. of the right at that moment, Debbie Ali bangs his way out of one of the cubicles. Right? Oh fucking hell! <laughs> says Debbie. He knows the secret name. Did one of you tell him? 
So Harry says, says uh, no, it turns out he's got special powers like Diamond Brown. What rotten luck for us. And we should, what rotten luck for us that we even met an old bloke with such power. Look, I said, look, I'm, I, they look really sad. So I said, look, honestly, secret is safe with me. I'm not interested in, in your club, you know, like, honestly, what, what do you get up to? And Eric said, don't answer him, it's a trap. He is fishing for an exclusive story on our club. <laughs> and uh, Debbie chips in, they're really cocky, like, yeah, that means true with me. So he can tell everyone how we draw pictures of cars and swap YouTube clips of tip models. <laughs> Oh, fucking hell, Debbie, says Harry Kane. Now he knows everything. You have given him the ammunition to bring this club to its bloody knees. <laughs> <laughs> Debbie, because he's been told off by Harry, storms out the toilets, yeah? So I asked Schism. him... Yeah, so I said, well, what? What? you've obviously ambushed me. What did you in, intend to do with me? And that's, Harry says, we were going to give you a right telling off... Eric says, we even discussed splashing you with water that's not fresh. <laughs> uh, but then, and it's technically right, Ali says, but we can't do anything now because we're not quarrelt. See, this one of them, because Debbie's gone. Ah, uh, right. See what I mean? Bang, another cubicle opens. Out comes Toby Aldervide, yeah? And yeah. Vans Vertonghen in the green suits with Robin Hood hats on. The Yordle gang. Well, listen on. Oh, <laughs> Um, Toby starts slowly clapping his hands, right? Bravo. Bravo, Mr. Robert Mortimer. You're most efficient. Yes, says Vans. And you have saved us the job of discovering the name of these full secret club. They will have to get new branding. Yeah. Yes, that means new key rings, mugs, membership cards... The whole caboodle. Uh, anyway, so this, uh, come on, we're getting out of here. There's like a bad smell in here. That was how he says, come on, we're going. There's this bad smell in here. So that will just be the shit I've had, says David Seaman, who was just leaving the toilets. <laughs> <but I didn't laughs> uh, so I'm left with Toby and Vans. You will never discover the name of our secret club unless you have a machine like the one that broke the Enigma code or equivalent technology. <laughs> I said, is it the Merry Men? Because, you know, they've got the hats on. The Robin Hood hat. Ha, 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 ha. No. I said, is it the Hood Club? Ha, ha, ha. No, you weak sausage. I said, oh, well, is it the Sherwood Club? Fucking hell. Toby's lips begin to quiver. Vans comes over to me, starts like padding, patting me down. Where's your machine? Where is it? Who are you working for? Is it Theo Walcott's gang? Tell me or we will throw a damp hand towel at you. So I thought I'd be a bit naughty. I said, oh, please, please don't do that, Vans. I beg of you. Yes, I admit it. I'm working for Theo's gang. We knew it. We knew it. Come on, Toby. We will have to tell Harry about this. We need to join forces and take on Theo as a powerful unit. I know this has gone on a bit, but they've gone. And I was just thinking, really, I've done a potentially uh, good thing. I brought together the two rival factions for Team Harmony. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also, I've like up the ante, increased that rivalry with the, the Arsenal. So... That's not a nice little tale, really, isn't it? It's great news for Spurs fans. Are are you um are you actually working for Theo Walcott's gang? I'm not saying nothing. Maybe no, I you am. Wouldn't, you wouldn't though, would you? You wouldn't say if you were. 
Andy, do you think that story was? I just wondered. Do you think it was a bit like Inglorious Bastards? Um, what went on too long? <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Gangs of the EPL. Um, everything's moving very quickly at the moment, Andy. And of course, the big story, the big question on everyone's lips is why was Harry Kane sent home from the England camp? Yeah. Well, let yeah. me tell you right now, Andrew, yeah. it had nothing to do with football or, or injuries. And it had everything to do with trouble between the Tottenham White Art Gang and a certain Mr. Theo Walcott, leader of the Arsenal Peaky Gooners Gang. But the incident is so massive, I'm going to have to cover that in a go to pull, go to Gangs of the Go to Pull special next week. Right. As I promised, this week I'm going to tell you about the big peace meeting, the big powwow that took place two weeks ago. Between the two rival Spurs gangs, the Sherwoods and the White Hearts, all right? Yeah. Okay, right. So the venue was the garages, the garage at Harry's mum's house. When I say garages, Andy, I mean they're massive, right? It's like got four white garage doors and you could probably fit six cars, I don't know, six, seven cars in it. Do you know, do you know the type of place? I've seen them yeah. on, on the films, yeah. Got, got, um, at one end, it's got a little lounge sort of area with sofas, PlayStation, sound system, fridge. Got a terrible tennis table. It's where Harry used to do his courting when he was a teenager, you know, or hide out if he was in a sulk or something. Do you know what I mean? Lucky lad. So Eric Dyer, Debbie Alley get there first. They all arrange their jet black cars like in a fan shape outside the garages, you know, to impress cool. to impress the Sherwoods, Toby and the vans. Like a fan shape. Harry's got a black Range Rover. Eric a black Maserati Quattroporte. Yeah, and Debbie's yeah. got a Fiat 500, yeah? yeah? They've all got uh, white heart motifs on the bonnets, you know what I mean? So they gather round Harry, yeah? And so Harry says that. Now, first off, would either of you like a drink? I've got Capri Sun, I've got Red Bull, I've got Monster, Fizzy Lemonade, or my mum can get us a pot of tea. And they <laughs> both say they were just really like tea, thank you. Right, that's the drink sorted, and I'm very pleased about that. <laughs> yes, says Debbie. That is a weight off our shoulders. <laughs> Things are going very well indeed, says Eric. Okay, says Harry. Right, next up, what about snacks? I've got Dairy Lee Dippers, What's It's, Fridge Raiders... Butterscotch waffles, or would you just like me to ask me mum to bring over a nice selection of biscuits to go with the tea? Erica and Debbie quickly agree on just having the biscuits, right? So Harry phones his mum to bring over the tea and the biscuits, and Debbie says, Ask your mum to bring some serviettes. I don't want to get crumbs on this nice floor. Yeah, Eric butts in. Yeah, ask if she can bring some handy andies as well. I've got a bit of a bloody nose. So um, he does that and then he addresses them. He gets like formal, puts crosses his arms and he says, right, things have got very much out of hand with the Peaky Gooners and it's all become very distressing. 
Theo was shouting at us directly in our faces during the match on Saturday, which was very upsetting. And after the match, somebody, probably Santi Cazola, left a tod on the bonnet of Debbie's Fiat 500. They've been spreading rumours that Eric has a miniature Johnson and last week they came to my mum's house and shouted rude things about my chin into the intercom system, which is not what it's to be used for. That's very hurtful, says Debbie. What did they actually say, Harry? Oh, it was terrible. They said, is Chinny Kane there? Because the boot of our car is stuck and we need to use his chin to prise it open. And then they drove off before my dad could catch them and give them a good dressing down. Oh, that's hurtful, says Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks like he's going to cry, you know. Don't cry, Debbie. We have got to toughen up. We really must toughen up or the peakies are just going to walk all over us. Now, I think what we are all agreed is that we need to join forces with the Sherwoods. I know Vans and Toby are foreign but they are that little bit older than us and probably better fighters. And then Debbie butts in. In training the other day, Toby kicked a ball so high that it took ages to come back down. And Eric says, Yes, I saw that, Debbie. It went so high, it was a long time before it bounced back on the pitch. And oh, yeah. So, I think we're agreed. We need to join forces and incorporate their skill sets into an elite unit like you would get on an exciting film. But I'm not willing to change our name or club uniform. What say you, Eric and Debbie? And they say, ah, yeah, that's the, you know, like, yet we're not changing the name. Well, just at that moment, there's a screech of brakes outside the garage. It's Toby and Vans. Shit. Got the music up loud, really loud. I'm a dis, I'm a dis, rock me, I'm a dis, I'm a dis, I'm a dis, rock me, I'm a dis. And they just stand in the doorway, right, in the green tracksuits, just staring and singing. I'm a dis, I'm a dis, rock me, I'm a dis. So Harry, not a big beat, he uses his remote, turns his sound system on, and they start singing. Let me entertain you, let me entertain you. So it's a, like a cultural sort of standoff, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Harry's mum yeah. appears, just says, turn that music down. Sorry, mum. Sorry, Mrs. Kane. And the mum leaves. It's all quiet again. So Vans takes a step forward and speaks up. Before we go any further, I need to inform you that if we are to join forces, the name of the gang must be the Sherwoods, and the uniform must be green tracksuits and Robin Hood hats. This is non-negotiable. Harry says, No, wait, it's not happening, bro. It will be the White Hearts. Toby says, Listen, you fool, we're older than you, so we say what will happen. (laughs) (laughs) Debbie says, but Harry, if we change our name again, that means new business cards, new key ring, new decals for our cards, new necklaces and, necklaces, and that is really very inconvenient. Ditto for us, says Toby. <coughs> and we also have club tankards, and they would have to be re-enamelled, and that would take up to two weeks. They have to be sent off to Innsbruck. Then Harry has the right <coughs> idea. Let me run this past you, see what you think, Vans. 
what say me and you have a game of table tennis to decide on this difficult issue? Toby and Vans, right, they put their hands in each other's trouser pockets for a bit and whisper. Then Vans turns to Harry and says, game on. So that's what it's going to be deciding it, Andy, is a, a game of table tennis. Well, it's best of five sets, and it's 2019 to Harry, yeah? Right. Match point, okay? It's match yeah. point. Is it going to be the White Hearts or is it going to be the Sherwoods? So it's a long rally without either of them giving an inch. Then suddenly, Harry's feet give way on some biscuit crumbs that Debbie spilt, right? He falls on his arm and the bat flies out of his hand, right? Debbie's right. eyes start filling with tears. And Eric falls to his knees thinking, this is it. And then Vance pulls back his forearm, ready to smash the winning shot, yeah? Yeah. Suddenly, Harry leaps up from the floor, or from the floor like a salmon, leaps up, and using his chin as a bat, he fires <coughs> a winning shot past the despairing Vertonghen. And Harry's chins won the day, and the Spurs gang will from now on forever be the White Hearts. You Hang on. What? He can't use his chin as a bat. You can use the chin as a bat in this match. You can't. Well, li- listen on. You win, Harry. Now let's get down to business. Theo Walcott and his peaky gooners must be brought to their knees. OK, so obviously I'm just saying Vertonghen accepted the outcome. <clears throat> well, I know what you mean. he's a bloody idiot then. Well, with a chin that shape, let's put it this way. We'll, I'll say that, like, um, the sun was very bright off the metallic insides of the uh, garage doors, Andy, yeah? And right. for a moment, just in that one moment, um, Vans thought with the unique shape of Harry's chin that he was actually using his bat. Would right. you accept that? Well, if that's what you want to explain it as, yeah, fine. Well, it's your story, mate. It's long, wasn't it? Yeah, but, you know, it was long. Yeah. And um, and you've you've basically just fucked it up at the end but you know oh, there you go well um have we done have we done shall, shall i cut it out <sighs> gangs of the epl <laughs> right well i promised i'd tell you about harry kane getting sent home from the england camp last week yeah. Now, all the players were staying at that posh hotel at St George's near Burton on Trent. Yeah. Where get they get beer water You've from. You've been there, have you? To the posh hotel. Yeah. Now being Burton on Trent. Um That's less of an impressive answer, really. Yeah, way match in the uh League Cup. We won right. uh two one or one nil or two nil, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Harry, Harry Kane's he's in a room next to Eric Dyer. They get their own rooms now, you know. Not, Does he not share anymore? No, nah, don't share that's anymore. A, that's a bad thing, I think. But, of course, the White Arts gang are three down. Um, are, um, two down, aren't they? No, they're three down, of course, because yeah. Debbie didn't get in the squad. Yeah. He's injured. And you haven't got um, Vertonghen or Toby. They're not there. But luckily... For them, for their peace of mind, Theo Walcott was the only Arsenal player there. Right. So Harry, to be honest with you, he wants to have it out with him, wants to confront him whilst he's on his own. I mean, that's a bit of a shit house, way, but I'm just, that's the way it is, you know what I mean? So at dinner that night, they follow Theo into the toilets and they burst in and Theo's 
just stood there staring at himself in the mirror. Harry says, If you stare at that mirror much longer, Theo Walcott, it will crack because you're so stupid looking like... Yeah? So Theo turns round. Yeah. He says, "Um, Oh, if it isn't Mr Chinny and his sidekick Eric, what have you come in here for? Kissing a cuddle in the cubicles. Take take a photograph, why don't you? Last a lot longer. (laughs) Harry says... Well, what a rude thing to say. That's just what I would expect from a peaky gooner. But there is only one of you, so you had better watch out. Theo says, so why are you going to do You Are you going to chin me to death? Harry says, right, that is very upsetting thing to say, alluding to my misshapen chin. It's not my fault, and my mum says it makes my face interesting. Eric says, I've heard you've been spreading the rumours that I have an undersized Johnson. That is very unfair and not necessarily accurate. You need to check your facts. Theo says, I've heard it's like a toffee hammer handle when it's when it's on the bunk, but at least that's at least that's better than Chinny the matchstick man. Harry says, Right, that's it. I've had enough of your gutter talk. Do it, Eric. So Eric gets a teaspoon he's took off the table out of his pocket and he throws it at Theo and it's Theo on the arm. Harry says, Ha-ha, not so cocky now and you don't have your mates to help you. Do you give in? Theo says, No, I don't. It didn't even hurt that much. It just sort of glanced off. And then Theo puts his hand in the sink and scoops up some water, right, and throws it at him. Take that, White Hearts. That is unclean water. I've washed my hands in it. I bet that's not very nice. Harry said, no, it's not very nice at all. They're a bit distressing. Let's get him, Eric. And they start to move towards Theo, right? So just at that moment, a cubicle opens and out comes Jack Wiltshire in his peaky gooners gear. He stubs out a cigarette on the floor and he says, if you want to fight Theo, then you have to get past me first. And I am not even joking. I swear, don't even think about it. I'm a little power pack. Because you'll remember, he had his deal with James Arthur that he had to work for the Peakies, even though he's at Bournemouth. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. And of course, Jack's in the squad. Stay out of this, Jack. Your ass is far too bulky for fighting. And I am very surprised that you smoking when you know the damage it can cause to your body. Jack says, I wasn't even smoking, I swear. Someone left it in there, I was just putting it out. Well, I'm not fighting both of you. Our gripe is with Walcott. We will just have to wait till you have gone to your room to phone your mum or something like that. This point, another cubicle opens and out comes Wade Rooney, right? Wade says, all right, lads, I wouldn't... Is this, I can't do scouts. All right, lads, I wouldn't go in there if I was you. I just spewed up a poor bottle of Disserano and a pack of pork pies from the wedding do. I think it's time you went to bed, Wade. You're setting a rotten example to the younger players, which is very upsetting. So Wade leaves. As he's leaving, he pops his head round the door. He says, hey, watch it, lads. The boss is coming. So Eric... Hearing that, he just sits on the floor and starts rocking, right? Theo starts pretending to wash his face. Jack just takes his trousers down and starts... <laughs> starts squeezing a big spot on his fat ass. And Harry runs into a cubicle. So Gareth comes in here, Hey, what's, uh, what's going on here, lads? 
Jack. Absolutely nothing, boss, and I absolutely swear I haven't even seen or noticed anything in the last 24 hours. I promise, boss, and I am not even lying. <laughs> Suddenly, Gareth, hears the sound of someone spewing up in the cubicle. Who's spewing up on international duty, says Gareth. Come out of there with your hands up. That's the correct procedure. Yeah. Is what he means. Yeah. Comes out with your hands up. Out comes Harry. Listen, Mr Southgate, it's not what you think. Wade Rudy used the toilet just before me and he spewed up a load of pork pies and then put a layer of quick tod on top. I couldn't stop myself spewing, which is something I very rarely do and it has upset me very much. <laughs> Gareth says, I can smell smoke in here as well and disarano. I didn't expect this of you, Harry, and trying to blame Wade Rooney, who's a model professional. I want you out of this squad immediately. I'll have a car ready for you in ten minutes. Oh. Turns to Theo. Hey, Theo, you can have his place against Spain, and it's nice to see you keeping your face clean. Facial hygiene is very important to me. Right, Gareth leaves. Theo and Jack laugh their heads off, and Eric's just left there rocking on the floor. And that is the end of the... That's the story of why... Well, that's the end of the the explanation of why he was sent home. Did you think that story was a little bit like Woody Allen's film, Midnight in Paris? Not really. No, not at all, no. Not at all. No, it didn't have a lot of Paris, Paris, (laughs) like, skyline in it. Although the unclean water. Unclean water? There's some some of that in Paris, isn't there? Yeah. In the scene. I think that's, a, that's a, some sort of yeah, metaphor there. probably more of a connection that you've mentioned that. So can I change my answer to yes? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I found nice. it to be a lot like Midnight, Midnight in Paris. Midnight Paris, the Woody yeah. Allen film. Um, I don't think that there would be quite so much of a, a focus on unclean water if players still shared a room. What do you think? Yeah, to, to, and perhaps not as many illnesses as well if they yeah. got themselves more used to bacteria the and FA stuff. should probably think about, well, write to the FA about that. I mean, football now, it's all about child management, isn't it? Basically, yeah. To be honest with you, it's yeah. like a freaking crash, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Gangs of the EPL. Right, so I managed to get VIP tickets for Tottenham versus Burnley. Yep. And I, was it last Saturday or the one before? I can't remember, you bitch. I think it was a couple of weeks ago. A couple now, of weeks ago? Yeah. Well, I've been on tour, but um, that was the last match no, I went you to. You call us a bitch, like. But, so. Yeah. After the match, I was in the players' lounge, right? And I was sat on the White Hearts table, yeah. right? But it was with Debbie. Have you aligned yourself with them, then? They, they tolerate me. Right. You know what I mean? Sorry, I was next to their table, but my back was to Harry, but right. I shouldn't have said I was on their table. 
other sides, Eric Lamella, Lamella you mm. know, the American sat on the table on his own or whatever. So they were all eating extra pudding, right? Because they thought the pasta had very foreign flavours in it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They wanted to get rid of the taste. So first one I hear is Harry. He says, um, that starter was awful, says Harry. It should have been shot at birth. <laughs> and they all laugh, right? That's Eric and Debbie laugh their heads off. And he, then Harry says, listen, white hearts. Debbie and Eric say, we are the white hearts, feel the ferocious heat. Yeah. No, says Harry. You don't say the motto at the beginning of a statement. You say it at the end to show your approval and club unity. Honestly, how many times? <laughs> now, I don't know about you, but I think the Burnley players were very rude bunch and some of their tackling and unkind remarks on the field were very, very upsetting. I agree, boss, says Debbie. Harry says, well, chant the motto then. So Eric and Debbie, we are the white hearts, feel the ferocious heat. Then Debbie chips in. At one point, their centre-forward, Andrew Gray, claimed a throw-in when it had clearly gone out of play after hitting his leg last. I said to the referee that Andrew was telling lies and the referee had the audacity to tell me off and that upset me a lot. <laughs> and then Eric says... Throughout the game, I was continually getting upset. Debbie butts back in. Excuse me, am I to take it you don't agree with my point because you haven't done the motto? Fuck, it's Harry and Eric. Sorry, Debbie, we are the white hearts feel the ferocious heat. Eric, as I was saying, throughout the game, I was continually getting upset with their player, Jeff Hendrick. He has a very round face, which I don't think is very sportsmanlike. And when there was a free kick, he took ages to retreat to full 10 yards. It was frustrating as, as well as upsetting. Harry says, right, well, thank you both. So what I suggest... <laughs> and what voices am I doing at the moment? Hold on. <clears throat> thank you both. So what I suggest, Eric butts in... Why no, Chant, I'm pretty sad about that. You haven't done one, and I thought I'd made an excellent contribution. Sorry, Eric. We are the White Hearts. Feel our ferocious heat. <laughs> so, says Harry. What I suggest we do is we wait till Gray and Hendricks are in the toilet and we ambush them. We can give them a piece of our mind and suggest that they address their bad behaviour in future Premier League fixtures. <laughs> They agree, right, by doing the chant. I'm not doing it anymore. And then Harry says to Lamella on the next table, Hey, Lamella, you little creep. We know you were listening, so go and tell Toby and Van Vertonghen our plan and tell them we might need to back... We might need backup in the toilets as we're going to give Andrew Gray and Hendricks a right dressing down that they won't forget for a very long time indeed. So I get up quick and rush the toilets, you know, to get ahead of the game, right, yeah. hide in a cubicle. The White Arts come in. Debbie starts filling the sink and saying, I'm going to prepare some not-quite-clean water to throw at them if things like get unpleasant. And Harry says, I'm going to put my thumb in my trouser pocket and adopt like a cowboy-style stance. I think that will prove quite threatening to them. Then in comes Andre Gray, Jeff Hendrick. Jeff, all that Spurs lads. What's going on here? Great starter, won't it? 
Eric says, no, it was not very nice. It had a very difficult taste. We had to have loads of pudding to get rid of the taste. Debbie, we are the white arts, feel the ferocious heat, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah. Andre Gray says, oh, so it yourselves, cowboys. I thought it was dishless. Oh, look, Jeff, they've got the same floor tiles that you have in your walk-in dresser. Very nice, I must say, and I do say so. Harry straight in. Shut up. We are very upset and have a bone to pick with you. Andre. Ooh, bone, is it my lucky day? <laughs> Debbie. What the fuck? <laughs> Debbie. You were both very rude on the pitch today, and if Jesus was watching, he'd probably be in a bad temper with you. If you don't apologise, then I've got a very unpleasant surprise that will make you terribly upset. Jeff Hendrick says, Oh, yeah, what's a surprise? You're going to throw unclean water at us? It don't bother us. We got nought but unclean water at Burnley because Gaffer uses water tank as a piss pot. (laughs) Oh, shut up, moonface, says Harry. At this point, the toilet door opens. In strides Sean Dyche. All right, lads. Eric Lamella, the Yankee telltale tit, <laughs> told me you'd be in here. You two, get out. But we need a wee boss. There's a water tank round the back. Use that. Christ's sake. So Andre and Jeff leave. Harry, we're not scared of you, Mr Dyche, even if you do have the voice of a monster from a forest. But they are scared on you. I can smell it hey, even in the bugs, yeah. Then Debbie says, Hey, what's that on your face? You've been sucking tomato soup straight out of your bowl. The white arts laugh. We are the white arts, feel the ferocious heat. Sean says, No, I've not been eating soup. That's my disc beard. There once was a football manager who had the brilliant idea to grow a circular beard that all other teams would fear. I've got a disc beard, a disc beard. (laughs) Then he did one of those moves, right, anyway. You jump at the wall, take a few steps along the wall and then flip back off and he scissor-kicked the three of them onto the deck. Get in. They're all on the ground. Debbie started crying, obviously. obviously yeah. He's I'm going, going to tell Mr. Pothintino, you big bully. Sean starts having a piss in the sink. <laughs> and he says to Debbie, Hey, wash your hands in that sun, it might do you some good. <laughs> and then Sean leaves. Harry bends down to Debbie. He says, Don't be upset, Debbie. He's much older than us, so it wasn't a fair fight. We're going to have to get revenge on that creepy snitch Lamella, though. And then they all do their chant, boy, it, there's not much spirit to it. We had the white hearts feel the ferocious heat. Broken. Yeah. So did, did you think that story was a bit like Dog Day Afternoon, the movie? <laughs> it was a bit long, um, a bit long bit. wasn't it? Yeah. Sorry. It's all right, it's not a problem. Uh, there's too many voices in it and I can't really do them. I think all just the same. Well, I'm trying, I, I'm trying to make Eric's a bit more... Bit, He's a bit slower. Right. I'm trying to make um, Debbie's bit higher. Right. But I don't do it's it. It's hard to do yeah. when you're doing them all at once, isn't it? I suppose. Maybe we'll get some actors in or something for that next time. Yeah. I'm just back from holiday, Andrew. Are you? Yes. Um, Where have you been, Bob? I've been to the Forte Village in Sardinia. Oh. Now that is, I've got to be honest, it is posh, posh, posh. Right, it's like uh, the the poshest butlins on earth. Did right? you see anyone famous when you were there? It's full of celebrities. It's uh, for the first time I went there. 
um, I didn't go in like the celebrity end of it. The first time I went there, like the football, the football courses for the kids yeah. were being run by. Uh, get this, Didier Drogba. <laughs> No, honestly, and um, Perlo. Wow! So it's right up there. They get, they get, hell, they get free olives. That's full of footballers, mainly Italian ones. But um, as you'll see, there's some British there because this Andrew is an episode of Gangs of the EPL. Right, so the really, really posh bit has its own swimming pool and a little private beach, and that's where I'm staying, you see. It's always the footballers are there and lots of, like, Russian mafia types just ignoring the kids, you know? Yeah. And um, it's... it's you like it's it sounds all, like my kids' school summer fair. It's, well, it's a bit like Port Aventura, but just yeah. really posh. So like, money everywhere. You, you, when you have your buffet, you, you go Port Aventura. When you go that, saloon, around that you? way, yeah. And it's buffet, isn't it? All, yeah, all you, you can know, eat, yeah. All you can eat. But where you go, it's like nuggets and chips. I'm just saying, it's nuggets and chips. No, wrong with that, pub. But No, but that's what it is, isn't that's it? That's what it is, yeah. But at this place, genuinely, it's like um, lobsters, snow lobster crabs, nuggets. langoustines, finest jambons, cheeses, wines, much as you need. It's and a piano player playing, and he he stops he's, he, as you reach one of the lobsters, the music stops, <laughs> and then as you put it on your plate, it starts, starts up, up again. again. Yeah. So anyway, so it's I'm just saying it's posh, posh, posh. You know what I mean? Anyway, my kids go straight off to water sports area like they do when I go to the VIP pool. Yeah. At one end, there's a little kiosk selling drinks. Little cute, oldie-worldy little kiosk, yeah. you know, selling drinks and little ice creams, little snacks, and I hear a very familiar voice, quite loud. It's Harry Kane. Well, that's very upsetting. I very much wanted a lemon and lime Sprite, and you tell me you just saw the last one. I came here to relax and recuperate. Sorry, relax and recuperate. And to be honest, I feel quite frustrated and down in the dumps. <laughs> He's, he's Harry, yeah, and he's wearing his Spurs kit, right, with a white naval captain's hat. It's just fun. <laughs> it's the lads on holiday, isn't it? <laughs> Debbie Alley walks in with his Feel the Ferocious Heat t-shirt. Yep. He's got these candy-striped shorts with LED lights on into the hem, yeah? Yeah. Uh, bright orange flip-flops with gold straps and an LED watch embedded in the sole, yeah? He's got a disco ball baseball cap, yeah? And a tiger-skin man bag in the shape of a pistol. Ooh. So he's dressed up for his holiday, right? Nice. Eric Dyer walks in, he's wearing a jumper and some slacks. Yeah? <laughs> so Hot, was it? <laughs> so Harry's, just give me a tomato juice. I'm too jittery now to take on anything fizzy. <laughs> Debbie says, what's the matter, boss? You seem a bit down in the dumps and out of sorts, like you was hurting. <laughs> Eric says, yes, you seem dejected, like a grieving bull. <laughs> he says, it's nothing, guys. Just someone got the last lemon and lime pop. Let's not dwell on it. It's our holidays. Come on, let's start feeling some ferocious heat. <laughs> so they take the three sun lounges just in front of me, right? I keep my face hidden by holding my hands and wrists in front of my face <laughs> so they can't see me. Very conspicuous. Yeah, Eric starts playing fucking Fruit Ninja or some such shite on his phone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Harry takes his shirt off. I think, oh, they're going to relax. Debbie, will you rub some sun cream on my back? My mum said I have the type of skin that burns, and sun cream acts as a barrier to the very bad rays. 
Debbie says, yes, of course, boss. Sun, sunburn can be very disagreeable. Some people say it's worse than a scald from a hot tap, which is very frightening and upsetting thought. <laughs> so Debbie starts applying the cream. Harry says, you will need to put plenty on my chin. It often juts out from under the shadow of my cap or the sun brolly. <laughs> Mum said that once when I was young, the tip of my chin actually set on fire, which was very inconvenient. It was poking out of the sunroof. It was poking out of the sunroof on our car when I was asleep on the back seat. Debbie says, that story has really rattled me. What a crummy thing to happen. To be honest, Harry, your mum is not entirely innocent. What was she thinking, ignoring you for so long that your chin set on fire? Then they hear a big splash and commotion in the pool. Oh, it's Santi Cazola doing a dive bomb. <laughs> Santi, hey guys, it's me, Santi. Come on in, it's a pool party. I got lilos, inflatables, drink holders, crazy fucking straws, beach balls. It's an unbelievable opportunity. <laughs> Harry says, just ignore him. He clearly knows nothing about pool safety. And I can even see from here that his brontosaurus ring is very overinflated. Debbie says, what an idiot. Look at him splashing damp water. Does he not realise it has chlorine in it and that can cause irritation to the eyes, which are absolutely vital for your sight? Eric says, can I play with Santi, please? No, you cannot, young man. He's a peaky gooner. And as such, he's the personable non-gratis. Eric says, but, Debbie... No, it's no buts, Eric. Have you not even seen the film Sleeping With The Enemy? (laughs) Then Harry spots Phil Jones, you know, from Man United, (laughs) on his own at the other end of the pool, and he's drinking a lemon and lime Sprite, and he beckons him over. Harry says, Philip, would you like to play with Eric? (laughs) Philip says, yes, please. (laughs) Eric, would you like to play with Philip? Yes, please. (laughs) Philip says to Eric, what game... Sorry, what does he speak? Ooh, Philip. Yeah. It's Charlie Williams. What game... Uh, all right, dear. What game? It, what what game? It you play? That's it. Fruit Ninja. Do you want a game? Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> so Debbie says, "Would you like to swap your green drink for a bright red super drink?" <laughs> yes, please. Says Philip. Harry Very well mannered. Nice one, Debbie. That's some ferocious heat you're flowing for sure. So Harry gets his green drink because of condom. It's a superstar red drink. Yeah. yeah? Um, uh, so Harry gets his green drink. So that's a nice story, isn't it? Yeah. I'm just saying. Now it's only a little story, but is that where it finishes. Well, there's a little postscript because Harry and Debbie went on the beach and left Phil and Eric by the pool. Yeah. Right. Santi put black mamba in the tomato <laughs> juice, and Philip ended up in A and E. Right. But Andy in this nice. Eric sat with him all night. That's lovely. Because that kind of thing can happen on holiday. Yeah. It can be a bit intimidating. Yeah. Kind of, but that's that's a, a good um, denouement. Thank you very much. Did you think it was a bit like any film at all? I'm not um, even going to be specific. It was a little bit like Sexy Beast. Sexy Beast? It is, though, isn't it? Yeah. It fucking is. Yeah. So Because of the swimming pool. <laughs> so I'm up early... Because I'm old, I'm one of the first on the VIP section of the beach, Andy. Sit mm-hmm. down under a brolly, pretend to be reading a book on the subject. Right. Yeah. What subject? No, I just pretend to be reading a book on the subject. Any subject? Yeah. 
Um, I have a look around. Phil Jones is there on his own under a beach umbrella. The problem is he obviously doesn't know how to work it because he's not sat in the shade of the umbrella. Right. You know, he, he's just near it. Idiot. So I feel sorry for him. So I go over pretending I'm staff and I say, um, oh, hello, sir. Would you like uh, this brolly put on the special superhero setting, sir? <laughs> so he goes, yes, please. Then I notice his bottle of sunblock. His mum's written on it, Philip's special sunblock. But he hadn't put any on, Andy. So to encourage him, I say, wow, sir, you've got the special SAS Inferno sunblocker. I didn't know there was any, even any supplies of that left in the world. You should use that. So he likes the sound yeah. of that, SAS and that. Oh, yeah. So he picks it up, takes off the lid and puts it to his mouth. I said, no, 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 sir, don't drink it. Look, would you like me, would you like me to do it for you? Oh. Yes, please. <laughs> So I start applying it, and over to me left, I see a couple of little blokes in cowboy hats opening up the boat, pedal or aye, you know that right. area? Yeah. And the Spurs uh, gang are with him, and they've hired a little, they're hiring a little dinghy with a little motor on it, so I like, sidle over and like, have a little paddle near him. You know, just to, I'm being nosy, Andy. Right. Basically. You know, you're wearing an Espana 1982 top. I am, yeah. That's a Spain. I, I was at World that Cup. World Cup. And we were uh, the most beautiful beach I've ever been on, which is um, a place called Algorta, near right. Bilbao. And it's com- it was a cove, completely empty beach. There was just us. And so but our little game was, and it was one of my nicest memories from my life, is you had to take turns, right, to put on these very big white underpants that one of us must have had. Yeah. And then you had to run right on the shoreline past the, all the rest of them, as we chanted, Gandhi, 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 Gandhi. <laughs> oh, it's, it's such a lovely memory. Anyway, so I'm at that shoreline bit, you know, just listening in. Harry's got his captain's hat on, his um, Spurs shorts, picnic hamper, and a frozen the movie life jacket. Right. Right. Debbie's wearing a little blue and white Hawaiian skirt with a bell on the end of each strand, Right. Uh, his orange carbon fibre flip-flops with built-in LED Fitbit, yeah? Yeah. Blue and white waterproof chest belt with Bluetooth display and printer, yeah? Yeah. Eric's wearing a shirt and trousers. He's got a carrier bag, right? <laughs> so, Harry, he's up to summit. Right, gang, it's time for you to listen to my safety talk before we get in the boat. Oh, so he's doing a talk, Andy. Good for him. However strong a swimmer you are, oh, yeah. you must remember that the ocean is very unpleasant. Hidden dangers such as strong, unsettling currents, sharp rocks and upsettingly dangerous creatures such as jellyfish and crabs. <laughs> Debbie, even the name jellyfish is upsetting and foreboding makes me feel quite jittery and shuddery, like a dustbin man has just walked over my grave. <laughs> Harry says, are you listening, Eric? He says, sorry, boss, I was looking at the sand. So is that what you're going to say at the hospital when you're in A&E with a crab bite that you didn't listen to the safety talk because you were looking at the sand? Honestly, it beggars belief. Debbie says, honestly, Eric, it's boys like you that's about to nothing. It's almost like you was hurting, do you feel me? Harry carries on. Now, for this reason, you must wear your life jacket at all times, so put them on. Now, Debbie has like a customised life jacket, snakeskin effect, right? Not nice. snakeskin. With like sea creature themed buckles and a strepsil dispenser. Like right? a seahorse buckle. Yeah, seahorse. Nice. That sort of thing. Little sea snake, yeah. crab, that kind of stuff. That must Eric, be quite expensive for each button to be a different oh, one. Oh, yeah. Footballer, though. 
footballer, but Eric's forgotten to bring his life jacket. Sorry, but I only packed shirt and trouser. <laughs> I didn't realise anything. Right, well, go and ask the Spanish man <laughs> if he has a life jacket. But they look over to the boat eye a bit and the blokes aren't anywhere to be seen. Well, this has put a damper on things and made me feel quite upside down. I'm sorry, Eric, but if I let you come on the dinghy, I would be a hypocrite and that would be very burdensome for me. Debbie, I'm afraid you're going to have to play with Philip Jones. Come on. So they march him over to where Phil is and I wander about near them. Harry says, hello, Philip. Would you like to play with Eric? Philip, yes, please. Eric says, I'm thinking of counting the sand. Do you want to help? <laughs> Phil, yes, please. So they leave Eric with Phil, and as they walk away, I notice Eric open his carrier bag and pull out some beers. Right? Oh. And also in the bag, I see a little glimpse of a life jacket. Oh. And I see that Eric has a massive grin on his face. He offers Phil a beer. Yes, please. Uh-oh. So he's up to something, isn't he? He has a life jacket all along. Is he allowed beer? Well, it seems that like Debbie and uh, Harry didn't see. Then suddenly, so Debbie and Harry set off in the sea. They get about 50 yards out when their engine packs up. Debbie tries to restart it, but it's clearly out of petrol. And suddenly, out of nowhere, comes one of them banana boats. You know them? Yeah. Big yellow fuckers. At massive speed, and the wave it creates throws Debbie out of the dinghy. (laughs) Now, Debbie's crocodile effect life jacket instantly dissolves it's just a piece of shit yeah? <laughs> like a dead weight around his shoulders Debbie help me both I can't swim when people are watching <laughs> Harry opens his picnic box and throws a baguette out to Debbie grab onto this long bread <laughs> Debbie does but it just quickly turns to mush you know that bread yeah, does do, yeah. so, <laughs> so Harry then takes off his captain's hat and uses it as a little paddle right <laughs> He's just about got next to Debbie when the banana boat comes past again and its wave throws Harry into the water. He starts splashing about, but his life jacket keeps him afloat, right? Grab onto me, Debbie. My flotation device will be our saviour. Debbie grabs onto him. How upsetting is this, boss? Harry says, very. It's a good job I was sensible enough to use a BSA-approved life jacket and not one from Camden fucking market. (laughs) Sorry, boss, says Debbie. Well, as they're slowly doggy paddling oh, yeah. back to the shore, the banana boat pulls up next to them. It's the two blokes from Bowtire, yeah? They take off the shirts and cowboy hats. Oh, I might have guessed it's Sandy Cazola and Methane Ozil from the Peaky Gooners. Sandy. Hey, guys, you feel the ferocious heat? Ha, 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 ha. So sorry your dinghy had no petrol. <laughs> you want to get on Banana Boat, have a fruity ocean party? What you say, Ozil? Ya, gooners, eat my horse. Sandy, you want Banana fat Party fun trip? <laughs> Debbie, yeah, that would be nice. No, thank you, says Harry. We would rather swim than get on that peaky goon ship bucket. Santi, suit yourselves, there's always a party on Santa's banana. <laughs> and off they go, them two. Well, Harry's lost his cap, his picnic, but they're very his slowly... Yeah, and his bread. Oh, it's all gone back to the beach. When they get there, they both fall on their backs, exhausted, with the sun beating down on them. Well, you know what's going to happen, don't you? I've got a clue. Suddenly, Harry's chin sets on fire. <laughs> And he starts slapping at it in agony. Moments later, Phil and Eric are next to him, pissing on his head. (laughs) What are you doing? Oh, shit, that stings worse than damp water. Can you stop, please? 
Phil says it's the best cure. No, how does Phil speak? Charlie Williams. D- D- Charlie no, Williams. No, it's the best cure when you're being bitten by a jellyfish. <laughs> Debbie, he hasn't been bitten by a jellyfish, you halfwits. His chin set on fire in the hot sun. Sorry, boss. Harry, right, that's it. I'm going to the medical centre to get some ointment. This is all very distressing and I feel mega crummy. Come on, Debbie. And off they go. Right. <laughs> so that's nice, isn't it? It's a lovely story, that. It's a little bit of a poor script. Go on, interested. Then. Go on. Eric and Phil got pissed off the tits, right, <laughs> and went into town with Santi. Phil had it off with an old woman, <laughs> right, and caught crabs, which is ironic, isn't it, Andy? Because Harry, ironic. Had, that Harry is had ironic. warned them about crabs. About crabs. So that's interesting, isn't it? It is. Good story, that. Thank you. Did what you think we... it was a little bit like um, Dead Calm? Have you seen that film? No, I haven't seen that film. Sorry, Bob. Oh, right. It is a bit... Well, then what's, what's that film about? It's a film, I think it's got um, Nicole Kidman on it, where she's on a boat, and right. it's it's marooned in the middle of the ocean. It doesn't sound very similar. Oh, well, I think it is. If you've not seen it, that's for me to say. Gangs of the EPL. <laughs> So I was in the North East, Andy, doing a charity night for the alderman, you know, um, raising money to buy reinforced bedroom doors for the daft kids. Already it's a crossover. I'm liking it. <laughs> so I went to the Newcastle Spurs match. You know, why not? I'll go and have a look. VIP tickets, players lounge, sit down meal, you know, the full shit on the sixpence. Do uh-huh. you know what I mean? Even, I, do you know, they even had NUFC napkins on the table. So um, it says... The pre- embroidered on it. Didn't wipe your ass with this. It's for our hands and spillage up the tune. That's a nice touch, isn't it? Brandon. It's all Geordie grub, you know what I mean? Chicken strips, dark meat pies. Yeah. Not light chicken, porky, yeah. dark meat pies. Jelly and carnation, bread and butter, beans, nice. that sort of thing. I'm sat, you know, it's like a Legends lounge thing. It's lounge place. Right. And I'm sat with Peter Beardsley. Mm-hmm. So Peter Beardsley says to me, How often do you get book of North to watch your football? <laughs> Is that how he speaks? I think so, yeah. I said, I'm so sorry, I didn't catch that. He says, so I'm absolutely got notes from you. Is it often or is it not often? And my man tries to be in case. I said, oh, God, well, I'm none the wiser. I don't know if you caught that. Do you know a translator? So I just said, yeah, I agree, Peter. Are you having a nice time? He said, everyone's so tall and all the colours are too bright. Sometimes I feel as if the barber clothes. Well, I just, I just, Andy, I just drift off. Because I see John John Selvey going into the toilets. Yeah. Now, I follow him because you know me, Andy, I can smell trouble. Yeah. And you might remember in the match, John and he John... reeks of it, doesn't he? Yeah, and John John stood on Debbie Alley's ankle and got sent off, right? So I sneak in the toilet, getting the cubicle next to JJ. So he takes off his Armani jeans, right? <laughs> and his belt buckle falls so I can just see it underneath the cubicle. And it's been engraved with the words... I am an adult wolf, which is nice, isn't it, Andy? Nice personalisation. That's what you're into. Anyway, after a lot of straining and pushing, (laughs) 
pushing and shoving. <laughs> John, John, he drops He's like... a physical player, isn't he? <laughs> he drops like a perfectly spherical lump about the size of a tennis ball. Now, I know this because he took a photo of it. I was wondering. Yeah, well, he took you. a photo of it. And by mistake, he had his air share thing on. Right. So it came up on my screen. Yeah. Anyway, I could hear him trying to flush it, but... I wouldn't shift. At this point, you're confessing to the fact that you regularly visit gentlemen's toilets with your air share turned on, hoping to just see what you can to, get. To, yeah, see what I can get. <laughs> yeah. see, you know, see what, what road that takes yeah. me down. Fair enough, carry on. And he, he sounded really frustrated. Like, he was saying things like, oh, that's awful. Oh, my word, JJ, you've done it now. Christ's sake, shift, why don't you? Actually, he's probably a bit more... Um, is he Eastern European? No. He really looks it. Well, he might be descended from that. I one. might try it a bit more like, what's how the vampires speak? <laughs> I want to suck your blood. Oh, that's <laughs> awful. Oh, my word, JD, you've done it now. Classic, shift, why don't you? Anyway, he gives up, opens his door. There, standing in front of him, is the White Hearts. Harry, Debbie, Eric stood there, right? Now, Debbie's got ankle bandage on that the other players have put stickers on for him yeah. from his injury from yeah. JJ. He's got stickers of SpongeBob, Frozen the movie, Barney the Dinosaur, that to cheer him up, right? Yeah. Harry's straight in. We are here to confront you, John John. That tackle you made on Debbie was very upsetting and unwarranted. No matter how frustrated you were, there was no excuse for acting like Boots McNaughty. <laughs> he says, look, I'm sorry, mate. These things happen in the heat of the moment, innit? Harry says, excuse me, don't you try and pour fresh cream on choppy waters. Can you not see how upset Debs is? He's in a hard fluffy buffery. Tell him, Debs. <laughs> so Debs says, I am very upset. I'm down in the dumps. I'm feeling quite tiffly-wiffly. What made you do it? It's like you was hurting. Did your mum not pay you attention when you was a kid? Because, to be honest, your attitude stinks. Look, mate, my mum was an adult wolf and my dad worked for the Misterons. So, yes, I do have a nasty temper. I've said I'm sorry. Well, I'm afraid that's not good enough, young man. You will have to be punished and feel our ferocious heat. Eric? Well, Eric reveals that he has a jug of, like, toon tap water in his hand and it's got three hot dog sausages in it, Andy. Ooh. So that's a nice number of sausages, isn't mm. it? Um... We're, and Harry says, we are going to throw this jug of warm water over you. It's just warm, so don't panic. It has just taken a bit of warmth from the hot sausages. It won't scold you, but it won't be very pleasant if you should cocoa. Words fair enough, <laughs> but can I just hang on my jacket in the cubicle? Eric says, don't let him boss. It might be a trick. It's a very good point, Eric, but I'm satisfied that he is not about to play as a turnip. <laughs> go on, go on, son. Hang your jacket up. <laughs> so JJ goes back in the cubicle, but he emerges with his spherical Todd in his oh. hands. Harry, oh, fucking hell, it was a trick. What a nincompoop I have been. A total boots foolish. <laughs> 
Look, lads, it's simple. You throw that warm water at me and Debbie gets this in his face. It's four weeks of slowly digested owl wing. It's not nice at the best of times, which I'm sure you all know is actually today. Well, Debbie starts crying. That is so unfair. If I get that on my face, I'm going to be ruffled and gloomy. What a crummy thing to have happened. Well, there's a bit of what you might call Mexican standoff, do you know what I mean? Yeah. The jug of water, the, the Todd. Then suddenly the toilet doors opened and a massive bloke in a black cape and white tights blows a trumpet and announces. So it's like... Howie! Howie! Make way! Make way and vacate the shitter for His Highness King Rafa! Well, Rafa enters to another trumpet blast. He's wearing a magnificent black and white fur gown and a crown made from magpie feathers, yeah? Yeah. So all the players know that the game's up. They just, like, shuffle out. I stay in the cubicle with my door open a bit so it still looks like it's empty. That's a good tactic, isn't it, Andy? Just as JJ passes Rafa, Rafa stops him. He says, I'll take that nice tapas meatball to nibble at on the pot, if you don't mind. Yeah, I know. So Rafa gets in the cubicle next to me, gets on his phone. How does Rafa speak? We've never heard him speak, have we? Spanish. He's Spanish. But... Should I make him speak like that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Hello, darling. It's the king here. I miss you so much. Ah, uh, like Manuel. Okay. All right, yeah. <laughs> Listen, no need to cook for the king tonight. He's just downed a very heavy tapas meatball in a one, and it's sitting very large in the king's tummy. The king will see you later. Hoot, hoot. So, that's a nice story, isn't it, Andy? That was a lovely story, yeah. Did you think it was a bit like the TV box set Prison Break? Not really. You know what? It reminded me of when um, Mork appeared in Happy Days. Right. Because it had that crossover thing from other stories that you do. Ah, I see. Did you, do, you do know why he said who's who's at the end, don't you? Were you listening? Was it owl wing something? Yeah, because he'd just eaten like essence of owl. And it turned him part owl. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's what's happened. That can happen. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.